Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. Two guys get in the back of the truck. How many of y'all have ridden in the back of a truck before? Well, my friend Brad was not the you know, sharpest crayon in the box, so to speak. And as soon as he got on the main road, when I mean main road, I mean like back country roads in like Ohio, he just gunned it. And like I was kind of sitting on the side of the truck, you know, and I automatically got into the fetal position just in the, the bed of the truck. And he was going around corners. As he'd go around a corner, I'd slide. My friend and I would slide from one side to the other. And he hit a straight stretch to where, like, we weren't moving. And I kind of grabbed myself and I pulled myself up and looked through the back window. I just wanted to see how fast we were going. His speedometer only went up to 85 and it was like pegged. And I mean, I, it's maybe funny, to, not really actually funny to talk about now if you're a parent, probably. <laughs> but, um, at the time, I was not laughing. I didn't think it was awesome. I was scared to death. I thought I was going to die. I was with my friend Daniel in the back there, and we're just like looking at each other, like shaking our heads. Well, we made it to Walmart, and I refused to go back with them. Uh, we somehow called somebody, and they gave us a ride back out there. Um, but you know, now that Dan- yeah, last time Daniel and I talked about it, we laughed about it. We thought it was funny because he said something to me essentially, I can't remember exactly how, how he said it, but he said, you know, that would have been a lot more fun if we knew we were going to live through it. I don't know if you've ever been in an experience like that before. Like, this would have been a lot more fun if I knew I was going to make it through. Tonight, we're going to be talking about a subject Jesus brings up in the Sermon on the Mount, and it's the subject of anxiety. Uh, one thing I know about anxiety is it's not something I really need to do a whole lot of introduction to you. When we talk about big theological terms like predestination, sometimes that involves a little bit of discussion and me helping you understand what's going on. But how many of y'all know what I'm talking about when I say anxiety? Everybody, you don't just, a lot of, most of us don't just know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all have both hands in the air because it's something that we experience. So as we're working through this greatest sermon ever, as we're working through the Sermon on the Mount, I wanted to start with some stats. I'm a stats guy. Some stats on teens and anxiety. This probably doesn't surprise you, but it would probably surprise your parents. Seven out of ten U.S. teens have named anxiety or depression as a major problem among their friend group. On a ten-point scale of stress, so one being, you know, you're like having one of those little drinks with an umbrella floating down the river in the Bahamas, and ten being just the most stressed you could ever be. Most adults in the U.S., scored a 3.8 that were surveyed, and most teens scored a 5.8. You are much more stressed than even your parents are, or you're experiencing it more than your parents. In the big academic type things, when they measure pressure and having to do with like the pressure that's given to you at school, how many of y'all, you're feeling the pressure right now? Like, I mean, it's coming down to the wire, right? You're feeling the pressure when it comes to school. Three quarters of American high schoolers and half of middle schoolers describe themselves as often or always feeling stressed by schoolwork. Can I get an amen? Right? Uh, According to the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, 80% of U.S. students feel stressed sometimes or often. And then 78% 78 of homes with American high school or college students reported educational disruptions due to COVID-19. You think? Of these students, 80% admitted suffering from increased stress due to these disruptions. 
This just has to do with the stress that you feel because of mostly schoolwork. But then you, on top of that, you put family stuff. Your family's going through a hard time. There's financial stuff. You're trying to figure out how the world you're going to pay for college. There's relationship stuff. Like you're going through breakups or you're going through, you thought somebody liked you and they didn't. Or you go through like social drama where people are talking smack about you behind your back and you just realized it. And you don't want to have to face the people at school the next day. So you toss and turn in your bed too. You have to absolutely get up. I really don't have to explain it anymore, do I? That anxiety is a problem. Jesus speaks on it. And to sum it all up, his, his statement and what he says, maybe into one sentence, it would be this that I'm going to share with you. And I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I modified this. This is a statement by um, a great preacher who just passed away this week. His name was Dr. Charles Stanley. Um, he was a preacher for years and years and years, 90 years old. His famous saying was, obey God and leave the consequences to him. I modified it a little bit to, to fit this uh, passage here. And this is the big, this is the lesson in a sentence. Faithfully trust God and leave the consequences to him. When we're going through things, experience anxiety, I want to encourage you to faithfully trust God and leave the consequences to him. So now you've had like five minutes to find Matthew chapter six. If you haven't found it yet, words are on the screen. So let's read this together. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth nor rust, neither moth nor rust destroys, or where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, the whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, the whole body will be full of darkness. If the light in you is darkness, then how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters for you. He'll either hate the one and love the other or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, and here's, here, here it is. Here's where anxiety comes in. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink or about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of life? Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, and thrown in the oven tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For the Gentiles, they seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's pray, and then we're going to dig in. And God, I pray that as we come to you with anxious hearts and stressed out brains and bodies that are just almost beat down from the, the stress and the worry that we experience almost on a daily basis. And God, I pray that tonight these verses will be both a comfort to us, but they'll also be a challenge. They'll challenge us to trust you more and to trust you completely. In Jesus' name.
Amen. So to boil it all down, faithfully trust God and leave the consequences to him. But we read a lot of verses. We read verse 19 through verse 34. That's a lot of verses. So as we talk about anxiety, I want to make four observations. I want to note four things about these verses having to do with anxiety. And then we're going to talk about how to annihilate anxiety. The first thing we notice in these verses is there is a command. There's a command. If you're taking notes, there's four of them. There's four things. There's a, there, the, you, the, the things you're going to learn. There, there's, there's, a, there's a command. There's a sandwich. Well, you'll like the sandwich. There's a command. There's a sandwich. There's an illustration. And there's a fork. And that's where this comes in. But first, there's a command. Look at the verses here. The command is actually repeated three times. It first appears um, in verse number, I'm going backwards here. It first appears in verse number 25. Look, it says, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, about your body, what you'll put on. It's repeated again. It's repeated again as you go down. He says in verse 34, do not be anxious about tomorrow. you keep reading, you keep reading, you'll see that it's also um, in, in, in verse, in, I lost it, there it is, in verse number 31, do not be anxious. Three times God commands us not to be anxious. You say, well, Matt, here's the thing, I know I'm not supposed to be anxious, but I am. <laughs> like, that's the whole point. Like, is Jesus telling me to do something I can't do? And by the way, look at what he tells you not to be anxious about. It's literally, I think, the two things that teenagers are most anxious about. Just look at it. Don't be anxious about your life. What you'll eat or drink. I mean, some of y'all, like when we're serving food at Refuel and I'm praying and saying amen, it's less of a prayer and it's more like a three, two, one, go. And I mean, you like inhale that pizza, right? Don't be anxious about what you eat or drink or what you wear. Are those not like two things, like two things, that, like just like every teenager almost like, it's like the two most important things in your life. What are we eating after we get out of refuel? And what am I wearing to school tomorrow? Like does life not boil down to anything less than that? Probably not for you, right? So Jesus tells us not to be anxious, to not worry. This word for anxious um, it, it, in, in the Greek, it doesn't just mean to be, uh, have fear, but it means to be troubled with cares. It means letting fear and worry run amuck in your life. And Jesus says not to be anxious, not to be worried. First off, why does Jesus say that? Because anxiety steals the joy from our lives. Remember how I was talking about going, now I would not suggest riding in the back of a truck at 85 plus miles an hour. Remember how I said, I would have enjoyed it if I knew I was gonna survive it. Many of the things in our life we don't get to enjoy because we're worried we're not going to survive it. It steals the joy from our life. It's, I've heard it said this way, it steals days from our life. Did you know that the more you, the more, like stress literally takes years off people's life. It's been medically proven. It takes years off people's life. So it steals years from your life. It steals days from your life, but it also steals the life from your days. So why does Jesus say this three times? For two reasons, because Jesus wants what's healthy for us, what's righteous for us, and what's right for us. This whole sermon, verse chapters five through seven, is live, about living the blessed life. But we're also not supposed to worry because, and be anxious, because being anxious looks back at a deficit, a, a lack of trust in God. Before we go on any further, I do want to say one thing. There is such a thing as what's called clinical 
anxiety. Where it doesn't have to do with your lack of trust in God or your lack of faith in God, but it has to do with chemical imbalances in your brain. And if you struggle with panic attacks and you struggle with crippling uh, clinical anxiety, that is not an indicator of where you stand spiritually. It's an indicator that you need to see someone who can help you. And here we believe big time in seeing people who can help you. But there is a command. The command is what? Don't be anxious. But this command and what Jesus tells us about how not to be anxious is in a sandwich. Who likes sandwiches? So who likes sandwiches and really didn't get much to eat tonight? So, I know, I know we have a few sandwich artists in the room tonight. These came from the Route 60 subway. Um, so who here has not had anything to eat tonight and is hungry? Evelyn. Let's see. I'm just going to toss this one up. Y'all got to fight for it. <laughs> all right. So somebody got ham, somebody got turkey. Um, how many of y'all are like, you just love a good sandwich. I love a good sandwich. How many of y'all like, like there's that combination of, of, of peanut butter and jelly sandwich, Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yes. It's like the holy trinity of snacks. You know what I mean? Like, so, but here's the thing. To have a sandwich, a good sandwich, you got to, you got to have good bread. Got to have good bread on top and on the bottom. For me, I'm a Heiner's old-fashioned kind of a guy. Like, it's like the best bread, right? But very, these verses about anxiety are sandwiched in between a larger section of verses. Maybe you missed it when we read through it, so let me show you what it's sandwiched in between. Let me change my color up here. I'm going to go to pink here. Let me show you what it's sandwiched in between. This entire section here leads off the talk on anxiety. This is the top slice of the sandwich. Look at what Jesus says. Don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Then what does Jesus say? He uses a figure of speech here. He says the eyes are the lamp of the body. So if your eyes healthy, the whole body will be full of light. He says what you look at and what you desire will affect you on the inside. And then Jesus boils it down to this. No one can serve two masters. He'll either hate one and love the other. And this was the zinger. I mean, this, this was the controversial statement he made to this audience. You cannot serve both God and money. He was speaking to an audience of Jewish people who had experienced terrible oppression from governments for years and years and years. They were taken away into captivity into Babylon. Then Babylon was taken over by Persia and they were brought back to their land but they weren't allowed to govern themselves and there were all these taxes that were taken out of. And then there was like empire after empire after empire was literally robbing money from their land to go fund the emperor. Whether it was the Egyptians, the Seleucids, it was Alexander the Great and the, and the, and the Greeks and then it was the, and then it was the, uh, the, the Romans and, 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 and the Roman Empire. And they held on as hard as they could to their hard-earned money because they knew if they didn't, government was going to take it. 
Kind of sounds like where we are, but it was a lot worse. So they, they were careful about their money. They were careful not to waste it. They were careful not to, to give it to people who didn't need it. They were all about their money and making it because they were what? Worried they weren't gonna have enough. So Jesus says, you cannot serve both God and money. That was their thing they were worried about. Jesus says, don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth, but lay up treasures in heaven. Don't look and desire things that you, up here guys, don't look and desire things that you don't need. That's the top slice of the sandwich. Look at the bottom slice of the sandwich. Here it is. Here's the bottom slice. I'm going to identify it here. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Do you see how this is sandwiched in this larger discussion about you need to desire the things that God wants you to desire and if you desire, if you want the things that God wants you to want, God's going to take care of the rest and you're not going to have anything to worry about. So there's a sandwich here. How are the sandwiches? Are they still good? Or you're going to save them for later? Okay, still good. All right, so, so do you understand that? There's a command and this command is in a sandwich, a beautiful, beautiful peanut butter and jelly sandwich with Jif peanut butter and Smucker's jelly. And like top here, not stale Doritos. All right, so there's a sandwich. How am I doing on time? Oh, sweet. There's an illustration. There's not just an illustration. There are two illustrations that we see here. And it's really, yeah, I, I'm, any of y'all just look, like, you, you get on like, you start Googling something or you start looking into something and you just become just a total nerd. Anybody else like that? Like, like you, something comes to your mind and you're like, I have to find out everything there is to know about this thing. Well, I, that happened to me because Jesus uses two illustrations and I was like, I've got to find out everything I can about these two things. Let's come back to the text and look. What does Jesus say? The first thing he says, verse 26. Let me change, I'm trying to change my color here. Hang tight. He says, look, so everybody look, everybody, you, you ready to look? Look at the birds of the air. What do we know about the birds of the air? They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. They don't have like a plan on how to take care of themselves. They just live. Wouldn't that be nice? They don't have to worry about anything. You just live. Everything's cool. They don't reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly father 